All right, welcome everyone. This is Dr. Clark from the Center for Weight Loss Success. And today on Losing Weight USA, we're going to talk about plateaus. Everybody gets them. They're in a weight loss plan where everything seems to stall. We'll talk about kind of what does that actually mean, kind of what to do about that. All right, welcome to Losing Weight USA, real-time answers to your weight loss questions, some of the latest updates and research, as well as a little bit of expert advice. Gives you direct access not only to me, but you should be receiving the health tips and recipes via the membership portal. And I encourage you to get into the membership site. Um, best way to kind of stay up on all these things, get all the recordings, as well as just some motivation to keep on going. Each of these webinars will last about 30 minutes or so. If you have questions, just type them into the chat box as we go along. If you think of things once we're all done, just give us a yell here at the Center for Weight Loss Success. The email is success at cfwls.com. Phone number 757-873-1880. Good. There we go. So again, we're talking about plateaus, weight loss plateaus. Everybody's going to get them, so it's kind of you are on that high plane, so to speak, um, looking down, wondering why, hey, why can't I get any lower? All right, so it happens to everyone. No doubt about it. It will happen to you. Weight loss plateaus, they are going to kind of, you're going to stall out at some place. They're part of any weight loss plan. You just might as well keep that in mind. Weight loss plateaus, they're going to happen. So what does that actually mean when I say weight loss plateau? People often say, gee, I didn't lose weight in two days. I'm out of plateaus. Well, well, that's not really a plateau. All right. But then kind of what is then a weight loss plateau and what can you do about it? Hitting the wrong button here. Maybe. I'm, there we go. All right, so what is a weight loss plateau? We all kind of kind of know it. You step up on that scale, you look down at the numbers, and they're just not going anywhere. And typically, yeah, they may bounce around a little bit. So what is it? What's the definition then of a weight loss plateau? Well, the real definition of a weight loss plateau is one, you need to be in a, a, a weight loss plan. If you're not, then it's not really a weight loss plateau. It's just Hey, I've stopped. Okay. So you need to be working on a significant weight loss plan. And then it is stalled out and it good. It's stalled out for about three weeks or so. So typically there's a time frame on there. One, you need to be working on weight loss. And number two is that it's actually been going on for about three weeks or so. So anything less than that may just be that it's not a true plateau there. It just may be, hey, it's just part of the downward curve. So it really needs to be going on for an ex somewhat extended period of time, for a good three weeks or so. So keep that in mind. We kind of throw that term plateau around, but often people say it after one or two or three days. It's like, gee, it's not really going on so what does it really mean when you start when you really have kind of stalled out you've been kind of stalled out for a few weeks and one there are going to be some important questions to ask and one of the most important questions to ask is are you actually just overeating which means kind of going back to that first part of a weight loss plateau i mean you need to truly be in a weight loss plan 
And so if you're actually just overeating, well, maybe you're really not in a weight loss plan. I put a little cartoon up here, the woman talking to her doctor, and she's saying, gee, I have metal fillings in my teeth. My refrigerator magnets keep pulling me towards into the kitchen. That's why I can't lose weight. It may seem that way, but that's probably not really true. What if that is true? That may be the answer to the weight loss plateau there. All right, so there are some real questions, not just uh, some funny tongue-in-cheek questions. Some real questions to actually investigate. And it really takes some self-investigation and that you really need to start looking at these things for you. And nobody else can really do it for you. Now, some of the questions, the first question was, gee, I'm just eating too much. Okay, but the other end of the extreme of that, have actually, have you cut your calories too low? And typically when people cut their calories too low, uh, they have a harder time losing weight. And so that's a very real question to ask. Now, cutting calories low versus fasting. Fasting is basically your calories are zero. Is that too low? Well, in the long run, yeah, potentially zero doesn't work. In the short run, talk about fasting can actually be very helpful. But fasting is different than just kind of, well, I've cut my calories back to where I'm still eating. Okay. So have you actually cut your calories too low? So when we cut calories way too low over any extended period of time, we will slow our metabolism which you know, I've mentioned previously with fasting. Fasting actually in short-term, fasting is taking zero calories in. In a short-term, actually increases your metabolism. It's a different thing. I encourage you to go back and listen to the, the fasting discussion again. But if your calories are just too low, then actually, yeah, you'll, you're going to slow your metabolism down. And then makes it much harder to lose weight. So that's a very legitimate question you need to ask yourself and start looking at that, which also means you need to count your calories too. Okay, so it's not like, okay, you need to actually know what the answer to this when I talk about how many calories are you getting in. Another good question to ask or to investigate is, are you getting in enough water? Because okay, typically your, your body, your mind, may actually mix up hunger and thirst, okay? So typically, kind of sometimes when your mind's telling you're hungry, you may actually be thirsty. So I, one of the first things I encourage anyone who feels like they stalled, okay, is push the water. Push the water. It's a, it's a good thing to do. It'll help anyone who feels like they're in a stall. So are you getting enough water? First, you want to answer the question because you may not be. But the part of the answer to that is also, hey, push the water. And so even if you are getting in enough water, push the water. That's always a good start to kind of trying to break through a plateau. Next question to investigate. How many carbohydrates are you really getting in? Sometimes you're like, yep, I'm on a low carbohydrate diet, but have you actually counted them? You know, counting your carbohydrates. Uh, for most of my patient population, I realize I see a skewed patient population. Typically, I've seen patients looking for surgery, they're significantly overweight. And most of those people are extremely carbohydrate sensitive, sometimes much more sensitive than they think they are. 
and such that, hey, have you actually cut your carbs low enough? So how many carbohydrates are you actually taking in? And especially timing does somewhat matter. Carbohydrates in the evening time actually tends to uh, increase insulin levels in the evening time, which insulin competes with growth hormone. If you want to go back and review our growth hormone discussion, growth hormone occurs, uh, is secreted mainly in the evening, early morning hour. So it's while you're asleep. And the issue there is if you eat before you go to bed, insulin levels are going to be fairly high while you're sleeping. And subsequently, then it impedes release of growth hormone. And growth hormone is going to help keep your metabolism higher, help keep you losing weight. And you, you'd want to do everything you can to maximize that. So if you're eating, really, really eating anything in the evening, but especially carbohydrate late in the evening, insulin is going to compete with the growth hormone release, which can slow you up. So timing does matter. So it's not just the number of carbohydrates, the number of calories. Some of it, timing does matter. And I'll come back to that part of the theme a couple of times during just this discussion. You know, timing does matter there. So watch, you know, am I is my carbohydrate actually too much? Or is the timing kind of the carbohydrate, if it's later in the evening, it can actually be working against you, even if the carbohydrate isn't too much, so to speak. Another question to investigate, are you getting in enough protein? Okay, hopefully, okay, hopefully after kind of discussion, getting started in a weight loss program, you're getting adequate, it doesn't have to be high protein, it should be adequate protein, which uh, for most people, okay, if, if you've had surgery, maybe if you had surgery recently, it may be in that 80, 90 gram range. For men, maybe a little higher than that. If you haven't had surgery, it's probably 10 grams lower than that. But still, for most people, it's going to, even for women, men a little higher, but for women, you're typically going to need, you know, 70 to 80 grams of protein. For men, maybe kind of 80 to 100 grams of protein, depending on how hard you're working out, there may be a little bit more than that as well. But are you getting in enough protein? If you don't get enough protein in, basically the, the problem there is that uh, you're very likely losing more lean body mass. The way to keep your lean body mass, and the reason we stress this all the time is preserving lean body mass, because it's our lean body mass that drives our overall metabolism. So you want to preserve as much lean body mass as possible. The way to do that is one, getting an adequate protein, and the second way is exercise, which leads us to the next question, okay? So are you getting in your protein? You wanna keep your metabolism high as possible, and you wanna preserve lean body mass, not lose that lean body mass, which would slow your metabolism. All right, so then to the exercise question, the other side of that, preserving lean body mass, get your protein in, and the exercise. Is your exercise either too routine, meaning not intense enough, or the other extreme, is it actually too hard? Okay, because if you're actually exercising way too hard, your cortisol levels are going to go up. It's going to be more of a stress on a body um, that you want. 
okay, than what you want. So exercising too little or exercising too hard, both of which can actually kind of put you in a plateau state. Okay? So kind of evaluate that. Which end is it? We Typically, you'll know. Okay, when you ask that question, and when you start looking seriously at that, reflecting on that question, are you exercising too hard or is it actually, well, maybe not hard enough? Okay. So we keep that in mind that exercising too hard actually doesn't work that well either. Next question is, okay, how are you handling stress? As we talk about all the time, stress as well as sleep, okay, both Poorly handled stress, poor quality sleep, both those things increase cortisol levels. Cortisol by itself increases insulin levels, subsequently makes it harder to lose weight, easier to gain weight. And so sometimes kind of our, our weight loss plateau may not be what we're eating, but kind of really how well are we handling our day-to-day -day lives. And subsequently then, are we handling stress well? Are we getting quality sleep? Both of those things, and they often go hand in hand, both of those things will negatively affect your weight loss plan. So you really want to work on, okay, how, how am I handling stress? What are my, and stress isn't going away. So it's like, oh, I can get rid of stress. And well, typically we can't really get rid of stress. If there are parts of the stress we can get rid of, great, get rid of them. But it's really more of how do we respond to stress? Okay, what do we actually, how does our body respond? What do we do to break the stress? You know, the from, you know, yoga to deep breathing, prayer, you know, massage, warm bath, scented candles, all these things that help break stress. Are we utilizing those type of things well? The sleep side of the whole thing, very similar concept. But working on, hey, do I have I set aside, you know, plenty of time for sleep? Uh, have I got good sleep hygiene, meaning kind of how do I actually get ready for sleep? Is this something we ought to prepare for? Um, how does it kind of, you know, do we have that quiet room, white noise, all kind of a darkened room, all of that? All important to kind of figure out kind of uh, lowering our stress, lowering or improve, we say improving the quality of our sleep and subsequently then it'll help lower cortisol levels may make it easier then to keep, continue to lose weight. All right, another question that kind of ask, ask yourself and investigate, how about caffeine or artificial sweeteners? Okay, now that's kind of, a, it's one of those things, caffeine can help some people with weight loss but it actually works against weight loss for other individuals. Well, what do I mean by that? Well, caffeine basically kind of is a, is a stimulant and anything that is a stimulant potentially can raise our stress hormones, which you mentioned cortisol out there. Okay. So if stress hormones go up, the chronic stress hormones go up, it makes it harder to lose weight. Now for other people, caffeine helps them with weight loss. One as a stimulant is like, okay, I'm kind of more active. I'm staying kind of, um, I'm continuing my activity level as well as kind of uh, caffeine potentially can kind of bump your metabolism up just a little bit, not a whole lot. Okay? Um, but still, for some people, it's just something to ask yourself, hey, cutting back on caffeine, would that actually help my weight loss plan? Even though there's just no 
you know, there's no calories in caffeine, typically like coffee and tea all by themselves. Now, sometimes it's all the additive effects, the additive things that we put in the, with the caffeine, whether the coffee or tea or whatever else is mixed with it. And one of those things getting mixed with it are often artificial sweeteners. Uh, we've added to the coffee or added to the tea or anything like that. But artificial sweeteners just by itself, there's no typically no calories in artificial sweeteners or very little calories in artificial sweeteners. But okay, when we utilize artificial sweeteners, it makes our body think that we're getting something with a lot of sugar in it because it tastes sweet. And it's that, uh, that uh, um, neurologic from our brain say, hey, we're reading it as a signal of sweet coming into our body. Hey, release more insulin. So with artificial sweeteners, potentially, and some people are very sensitive to this, is that their insulin levels go up significantly with artificial sweeteners. And even though there's no calories there, may, anything that makes insulin levels go up, whether it be poor quality sleep, don't stress, or artificial sweeteners, subsequently then potentially can work against weight loss. And then finally, and it's also another one that I ask people to really work on whenever they feel like they're in the plateau or stalled out, is meal time. And so what I threw with that is kind of that you want to have eating times and not eating times. Snacking throughout the day does not work well. So when you start looking at your eating patterns, okay, and I say this over and over again, the exact same amount of food eaten two different ways. One is a little bit eaten throughout the day, a little bit all throughout the day, snacking kind of a little bit all throughout the day. And another one is, okay, distinct meal meals, like two meals. Okay, the exact same amount of food is the two meals will actually work a lot better than eating a little bit throughout the day. All we have to realize is that when you eat anything, it will raise your insulin levels. Okay? So subsequently then we want to have periods of not eating. Meal timing then becomes very important. And so kind of having a distinct eating time and then not eating times. From a meal timing perspective, the majority of our days should be not eating. It's only a very short period of time that we're actually eating. And so meal timing matters. How many snacks matter, even if it doesn't, you know, adds up to the same at the end of the day. Just realize that having distinct meals and then distinct not eating times, no, is very important. No one has ever starved to death in six hours or eight hours. It's like, no, it's never happened in the history of man. So, kind of thinking that, oh, I have to eat, you know, no, you don't have to actually eat, not that frequently. In the long run, yes, we do need to eat, but still, okay, look at where you're snacking and actual meal timing. So, these are the questions to really take a look at. So, we listed almost 10 different questions to really look at. And then some of the answers then is kind of figure that out. So how is it that we can take those questions, look at those answers to help you out there? So what are then the plateau breakers? And gee, what a surprise. Right at the top of plateau breakers is the word journal. Okay. 
I say that just about every single webinar. It is the best tool. Journaling is the best tool to figure out where problem areas lie. Okay? Um, if you don't write it down, we'll never really know. And you need to write it down truthfully. If you only write down the things you want to write down, and that doesn't work well. But journaling, writing things down from exactly what I ate, what did I drink, what did I exercise, did I take my vitamins, did I get, you know, all these things. Writing down, we talk about, kind of when we're talking about writing down journaling, then that it is one of the best tools to figure things out. And if you're not going to be willing to write some of this down, you're going to struggle. You're going to have you know, a hard time figuring out where the problem area is. Because what you're likely going to say, well, I think I'm doing everything right. Well, if you're truly in a weight loss plateau, then the answer is, well, you're not doing everything right. And you're proving that to yourself by the fact that you're truly in a weight loss plateau, that we need to change something. We're doing the same thing over and over and over again is the proverbial definition of insanity. All right. So write it down. Journaling is the number one thing to do. All right. Second thing I always tell people to do, and I already mentioned some of that, is work on meal timing. And push the water. Okay, those two things, probably three things right there that I would tell just about anybody who's working on weight loss plan, whether you're stuck, whether you're not. Journal, push the water, work on mealtime. Okay, and none of those things, none of those things have absolutely anything to do with what you're eating. It's just kind of, okay, how am I approaching this? Okay, so those three things, very important. Okay, anybody getting a weight loss plan, work on those things. Journal, push the water, meal timing. All right, and with that meal timing is, hey, can fasting actually help you in a weight loss plan? I'm absolutely convinced, yes, it can. Now, fasting is a topic we've talked about in the past. There's lots of different ways to do it. There isn't a right and a wrong way. It's figuring out what works best for you. And that's kind of, I want you to look at kind of, Two things there. One is just kind of that short-term fasting um, or and potentially looking at can I work into my life actually potentially long-term fasting. Long-term fasting basically means kind of two days or longer. Okay. And that is something that needs to be planned. You need to kind of figure that out, make sure that it's safe for you to do. But fasting can be a great tool again. And it's during our not fasting, just not eating. Okay. And so subsequently, then it's during our not eating times, we have our lowest insulin levels. And it actually, for long-term fasting, which I haven't talked a whole lot about this aspect of long-term fasting, is it is one of the best ways to improve insulin resistance. And if you think about, I'm going to digress here for a minute just because I can't. Um, when we talk about you know insulin levels being high, and gee, if we lower our carbohydrate, lower our calorie amount, we can acutely kind of bring down insulin levels. But still, there's going to be a, you know, even if you're, you know, getting your labs checked or something like that, there's going to be a, a level of insulin. But if it's, you're somewhat insulin resistant, just because I've cut back for a period of time, cut back on my carbohydrates, and that doesn't necessarily mean that the insulin levels, that's baseline insulin levels, have dropped way down. And one of the best ways to help those baseline insulin levels drop way down is actually fasting for an extended period of time, kind of two days or longer. 
yeah, it doesn't mean you have to do it that often, but it's one of the best ways to lower those kind of the, the uh, uh, kind of the levels that of insulin that'll stay low, and you want to lower those kind of baseline levels of guys. All right, so anyway, now back on track. Okay, plateau breakers, again, journal, work on meal timing, push the water. Those are the big ones. Now, do some other things. Okay. Make sure you are taking your vitamins. I encourage everybody to take the multivitamins. The other things consider B vitamins. So potentially uh, B vitamin injections can actually help. Um, extra magnesium, potassium. These type of things need to support our body when we're going through a weight loss plan. Other supplements that potentially can be helpful uh, probiotics, there's shown some evidence that probiotics can help. Green tea, green tea actually does boost the metabolism a little bit. Garcinia cambogia, which is a, a fruit from uh, Asia, uh, which potentially can help as an appetite suppressant. Uh, cayenne peppers, cayenne peppers are the hot peppers, and subsequently they've been shown actually can increase your metabolism a little bit. Now, all these things together, it's not going to be like one of these things is the most important, but if it actually kind of one of these things actually helps push that up over the edge, subsequently put you back in a weight loss plan, and I've seen the weight come off again. So make sure you are taking your vitamin supplements, that kind of thing. Obviously, I've mentioned uh, hydration, push the water. I say that over and over again. And with that, potentially, again, I've talked about making sure your protein is high enough. You can certainly experiment. Hey, try bumping up your protein, bump down your carbohydrate. That literally changes minimally the actual number of calories. Yeah, bump my protein up, bump my carbohydrate down. Typically, they both have about four calories per gram. So subsequently, then you may actually keep your calories the same, but just kind of looking at rearranging or the amounts of those macronutrients. When I say macronutrients, we're talking about fat, protein, and carbohydrate. All right. And then finally, kind of change your exercise routine. Your body gets used to whatever exercise routine you're doing. It adjusts, and so it's not as difficult, okay, which is a good thing, meaning hopefully you're improving your fitness. But when you start improving your fitness, now it's time to change that exercise plan up. And whether it be trying a completely different type of exercise that your body's not used to, versus changing up the intensity or how you're actually approaching the same exercise routine. Obviously, and I say this all the time, I, I do encourage people to do some resistance training. Weight training, resistance training is one of the best exercise to keep lean body mass. And if you can actually build lean body mass, which means you need to lift heavy weights, and so if you want to build lean body mass, lift heavy weights, and subsequently then it keeps your metabolism as high as possible. Or just kind of changing it up because we improve fitness. One of the biggest, most common misconceptions about exercise is that, gee, as I slowly improve my fitness level, that now I need to exercise even longer. Okay, and that's not true. Typically, kind of the, you can... Actually, by in, in increasing your intensity, 
which you can actually exercise a shorter period of time. You have to be relatively fit in order to get into that concept, but you can actually then shorten your time frame of exercise. You have to be at a certain level of fitness for this to work well, but that's what we'd like to actually get to. So those of us that are exercising fairly routinely at a certain level of fitness, it's not like, oh, I've got to exercise longer. What you actually want to do is exercise shorter and then really bump that intensity up with you know high intensity interval trainings, actually switching over, like talked about exercise, actually into anaerobic exercise as opposed to aerobic exercise. Anaerobic means your intensity is going up so much that you actually can't get enough oxygen. You're working so hard, you can't get enough oxygen and you're gasping for breath. You've actually crossed over where your body is um, breaking down some using energy in an anaerobic fashion, meaning that, okay, this is one of the best. Again, I want to do it for a very short period of time, but still it's one of the best ways to actually go up a notch on your overall fitness level. All right, and then finally, like I mentioned B vitamins before, kind of actually taking extra B vitamins, but you could actually consider kind of the B vitamin injections. The B vitamin injections, I've talked about in little videos on those that can actually be helpful. It's a way to utilize B vitamins. B vitamins are all thought of as energy vitamins. We've got a whole webinar on B vitamins. But B vitamins are all thought of as energy vitamins. They don't physically give you energy. They make the energy producing equations run more efficiently and effectively. So in an injectable form, potentially we can utilize those B vitamins even more efficiently and effectively. And if we combine them with methionine, inositol, and choline, which we refer to as MIC, um, it actually can help with fat mobilization as well. And this is a way potentially can break through a, a weight loss plateau as well. All right, so kind of talk about a lot of those things, kind of whatever, you know, what causes it, then kind of what to do about it as well. All right, and then finally, you may actually need individualized attention. It's going to sit down with the counselor, sit down with the kind of whoever your nutritionist, dietitian, whatever plan you're with, sit down with one of the counselor and kind of figure out kind of where is it that I'm stumbling and what can, what's my plan to kind of work around that. All right, so in summary, bottom line to all those plateaus happen. They're going to happen. There's not a way for them not to happen. And what you really want to do is work through them. Don't just throw in a towel and say, yeah, I'm done with all this. It's like, no, work through them. Review those questions I just talked about very truthfully. Kind of really have some, some significant introspection there. It's kind of, okay, how is it this affecting me? And the things that try, again, I'll say it again, journal, work on meal timing, push the water, um, potentially incorporating intermittent fasting with all that, bump your protein up, bump your carbohydrate down, change up your exercise routine, consider getting rid of caffeine, artificial sweeteners, they may not be helping you at all. And that really is true with any uh, overproduced foods of any kind, kind of, uh, um, so kind of using that whole food, eating clean, eating green, eating, that's always a good idea. Consider B vitamin injections, work on controlling stress, quality sleep, to kind of bring those cortisol levels down. And the bottom line is that this is a never ending battle. 
And it's like, we need to not give up on this. So it's hang in there. It is worth the effort, you know, the overall health and all the things you can do. So kind of keep working on this and see professional. If, you know, if you feel like you're really struggling, talk it out with somebody. All right, question. I don't see any questions kind of sitting up there. Um, but if you think of things, you know, obviously give us a yell here at the Center for Weight Loss Success. Again, success at cfwls.com. Phone number 757-873-1880. And I do encourage you to get into the membership site. It's a good way to kind of stay connected as I'll we keep updating things, putting more things in there for recipes, tip sheets, okay? Tune in each Tuesday, 12.15 for the next webinar. Watch your email for the invited link. And remember, it's your life. Make it a healthy one. Have a good day, everyone. Take care.